Welcome to another podcast from Fix My Project Chaos. My name is Elise Stevens, and today I have the fabulous Scotia Lockwood from Scotia Lockwood Career Consulting and Fierce Careers here to talk about how to do career planning in a short period of time. Hello, Scotia. Hi, Elise. How are you today? I'm very well. How are you? Well, thank you. Now, Scotia, um, if I were to take a random sample of my friends and colleagues, I don't think they spend any time thinking about their career. I could be overgeneralising it, but certainly we never talk about it or we may talk about it maybe when we're thinking about having a change of career or our contracts are up or something like that. And yet for a lot of people it's important. Why is it so important that we devote at least one hour per week on doing something about our careers? Yeah, Elise, I'd agree with what you've said there. I think most of us, and look, this was myself as well, um, we really focus on our jobs and we want to do our job well and that's where our attention goes. We don't often think about our career unless we're looking to change our, our career or change jobs, as you say, and then we start thinking about it. I guess what I'm really, um, really about and what I think is uh, a really, I think the best way to go in regards to managing and driving your career is to start thinking now about how you can manage your career. My experience has been um, I, I transferred from Adelaide to Brisbane for a job within an organisation. It was a very busy role and I was very focused on delivering what I needed to in my job. And so I'd often uh, sign up for a networking event or something after work and then I'd think, no, I'm too busy, I won't go, I'm better off staying back and getting caught up on work. Now, when we do that once or twice, that's okay. But when we start to do it all the time, we actually start to sabotage our careers for our jobs. And I guess the key message is that at the end of the day, our careers are only important to us. Sometimes we'll be in a fantastic organisation that will have great development programs. We might have a a really great boss who's, you know, dedicated to to helping us learn, but that's not always the case. And at the end of the day, only we know what's important to us and only we know where we want to take our career. So I think it's really important to devote at least one hour per week on your career. And that's what I'm really passionate about. And that's something that I did myself. So when I was talking about I'd moved up to Brisbane for a new role. I wasn't necessarily focusing on my career. I realised that 12 months in that I'd had a very limited network, professional network in Brisbane. And so I started to think about how I can actually change that in the coming year. And what I did is I thought, well, what's realistic for me is one hour a week. So I then started to focus on scheduling in one hour every week to enable me to focus not only on my job, but also on my career. And sometimes that was something to do with work. Sometimes it was something out of work. I might have done it on the weekend. It depended on what was going on. And what was lucky about that was that at the end of that year, in November, I actually received a redundancy. So for me, if I hadn't spent that 11 months focusing on my career, building up my networks, I would have found that quite difficult at that point in time when I needed to be thinking about my career in the next step if I hadn't already done a lot of that groundwork. So I think what's really important, Elise, is that we plan 
and we plan for the unexpected and we always keep a little bit of peripheral focus on our career so that we can plan for our promotion in the next six and 12 months or have a plan if something unexpected happens in our career or even just planning for the step we want to take uh, in the future. Now, Scotia, for some people, it's hard to think past their current job. You know, they've got a lot going on. They've probably got a family that's very, very demanding. You know, they probably like their job and thinking, oh, you know, this is a great organisation. But as you said, sometimes things, unexpected things can happen. And it's important to just think about the what can I do in one hour per week. What are some of the things for people that perhaps don't think about themselves having a career? What kind of mindset change could they make? Okay. I guess, look, not everyone is super career-driven. We don't always, you know, we don't all want to be a CEO or a CFO, but it doesn't mean that we can't still be focused on having the career that we want to have. And that may just be staying in my current job and being the best I can or staying in the current organisation. But I guess sometimes things do happen out of our control. So you may love your job, you may love the organisation, but for some reason, for example, in the current economy, that job may no longer be there for you. So I think having a bit of focus on your own career means that You can actually be prepared if something was to change. You're also allowing opportunities to come to you. So, for example, something that you could be doing is really just focusing on building up your network and talking to people that are outside your normal day-to-day. So outside the organisation, maybe they work in the same professional job as you, maybe they work in a different area you're interested in, by by having a coffee with someone every now and then or going going to a networking after works events, you're staying a little bit connected with what's happening outside your day-to-day. And that can keep you across opportunities that may you may not hear about otherwise. And it also means you've got a starting platform if for whatever reason something unexpected does occur. Now Scotia, I know that I've worked with some people that are very unhappy, they're a bit down, you can see that they're a bit beaten. How can people who are not in a great frame of mind use one hour a week to help them think about their career and get positive about it? Yeah, that's a great question, Elise. So sometimes, you know, I think a lot of us go through that in our career, we're in the wrong place at the wrong time or stayed too long in a job or we're not in a great situation and we may not be feeling really confident about ourselves. So one of the good places to start and one of the activities is I guess really mapping out and taking stock of yourself and your career today and really thinking about what your values are, what really drives you and and what I guess your ideal job would be or what would really drive you to get out of bed in the morning understanding what you've achieved in your own career. So thinking about, and sometimes this is tough if you're not feeling great, even thinking about before your current position, but mapping out what you've achieved to date in your career. You know, what are your strengths? And then I guess starting to generate some of that thinking about, wow, I actually have done quite a few things in my career. And then starting to think about, well, what could I use these things for in another organisation where I may be a bit happier than when I am now? 
And look, that's not going to happen overnight, particularly if you're not feeling great about where you are. What can really help that and what you can use your one hour a week in is being around other people can really help, I guess, build your confidence because when you're out talking to others, you know, that they will recognise what you've done and your achievements. It's easier for other people, we often find, to be more positive about us than sometimes we feel for ourselves. So if you can focus on going to an industry event or a network event or even just getting out one-on-one and talking to somebody that you've known professionally, maybe somebody from a previous job where you were happy or having, having an easier time or a previous boss that you got on well with, and perhaps asking them, well, what was I really good at, you know, when I was when we were working together and what do you think my strengths were and where do you think I could go with my career? And starting to generate some of those career conversations, that can really help you start to build your confidence up and, and start to move forward. That's great advice, Scotia. Thank you. So we've come along, we're thinking, yes, I can devote one hour per week for my career. What are some of the activities that I could do in my one hour per week? Yeah, there's lots of ideas you can do. So we've already talked about taking a bit of stock and and mapping out yourself and where you're at in your career. Doing some research is a great idea because when we work in in a company, in a job, in an industry, we're very focused on that and it takes all of our, generally all of our time and attention at work. But sometimes researching outside of that. So you can do this online, um, you can do it on LinkedIn, understanding where there might be opportunities. You know, are, are there new developments happening or new projects that perhaps are in an area you're interested in and that you, you could start looking into that area early? Even just researching if you're not looking for a new role, researching best practice in the area you're currently working in. So looking at things like blogs, looking at things like this, at least like podcasts in regards to what you do, how can you stay current and bring in some different thinking back into the organisation? LinkedIn's a really good tool. It's great for managing your network, for, for keeping that database of all your business connections and professional connections for when you might need to tap into people. But it's also great for keeping current and doing things like researching You know, sharing articles on LinkedIn is a great way not only to um, stay connected but to build up your profile and to show that you're engaged within your profession. So, again, if you get to the time where you are looking for an opportunity, potential employers, recruiters that use that system quite a lot can actually see that you're somebody that's really engaged with your profession, you're interested and you're not just doing the minimum, which is your job. So, LinkedIn can be a great tool. We've already talked about networking or one-on-one catch-ups with people, trying to really expand, I guess, get out of your comfort zone a little bit and out of your day-to-day, even when it's something, you may come across something that you need to do for work. So you can go, great, well, I'm going along because work wants me to go to this, but you're still building up your professional connection. So that can really count as your one hour a week. And sometimes that's easier way to get started because you're not taking out additional time. Also things such as if you were to go uh, on a training course or do some professional development for work, again, you're going to be meeting people that are have a slightly different experience to you. So you may um, find somebody that can really help you with where you want to go in your career or you may decide to 
con- you know, catch up with them later for a coffee to hear their story and, and that helps inform you with your career. Really just anything, I guess, where you're focused on your career and that you think it's you're going to have that focus when you're there. Things like speaking opportunities or presentations, that's not for everyone. But again, that's another way to get out there and focus on your career. Even things like, as we talked about, blogging, but even just reading a book. Commuting is a great opportunity to do this. So if you're on the train for an hour each day or half an hour each way um, every day, instead of being on Facebook and whatever as we usually are, maybe committing that time as some uninterrupted time for you where you can do some reading or, you know, read a book that you're interested in or looking at LinkedIn or, or researching or even some study. So there's a range of different ways that you can, I guess, look at fitting your hour in every week. They're really good tips. I recently attended a big networking event and one of the keynote speakers said, you know, you need different perspectives on things. Mm. And I thought that that was such a great thing. And my view is, yep, go to networking events, but maybe go and do something a bit different. Don't necessarily always, if you're a project manager or a program manager, you don't always have to go to things related to and be with your project manager, friends, colleagues. You could do something a bit different and get a different perspective on things. That's absolutely correct, Elise. And I think that's really important to challenge yourself because the people that you're around all the time tend to have this, you all tend to have the same views. So when you step out of that and you step into a different group, all of a sudden you get a really different opinion or view on something and that can really change your thinking or open up, you know, some different thoughts for you. So I think that's a great idea. And there's so many different groups, you know, there's some on, they're advertised on LinkedIn, they're advertised on meetups, even some on Facebook. There's plenty of ways to find online different groups in different areas that you can participate in. Gosha. Top tip for starting your one hour per week challenge? Okay, so one top tip. I think it's really about keeping it achievable for you. I think you you need to commit to it, but it needs to be achievable. So for you, if that's going to be at home or if it's going to be at work, think about when that is in your week and when you're likely to be able to stick to it. And I guess start small. And then as your confidence builds and you start to get in the swing of it, then start moving into some areas where you're really starting to challenge yourself. I like that top tip. And my top tip would be, of course, to listen to podcasts. <laughs> Absolutely. They're an easy one to do when you're commuting. So <laughs> I iTunes is your friend or there's lots of podcasts on Podbean or um, uh, SoundCloud on uh, Stitcher. There's a whole lot of things that you can use your smartphone on for when you're travelling to and from work. Absolutely. And the great thing about podcasts is you can do it in the car, you can do it when you're out. I often listen to podcasts when I'm out going for a walk. So there's plenty of ways you can fit that into your day. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Scotia. My absolute pleasure. Thanks, Elise. That's all right. That ends another podcast from Fix My Project Chaos. 